Perhaps you remember these words from the prophet Isaiah. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Generations later, a group of shepherds were doing what they did every night. Try and stay awake and watch their sheep. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. And these shepherds saw. They were praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. To those on whom his favor rests. Peace. What do you want for Christmas this year? Peace. Very good. Love. I, I, I heard somebody in my house yesterday say that they really wanted a PS4. PlayStation, <laughs> video game system. What's I know there are some in my house who are hoping to get iPhone 11s. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? This year I want to encourage you to ask for more. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? Just ask for more. Go, go above and beyond. Go, you know, whatever you think you want, ask for more and more. Uh, not usually what you hear preachers say. Usually we're, we encourage people to ask for less. <laughs> let's, let's not get caught up in the consumerism and the hype. and let's, let's just be satisfied with what we've already been blessed with. Well, this year, forget all that. I'm telling you, ask for more. Just more and more. I, I want to tell you two stories about what it means to ask for more. These are two stories about two women who are both preparing for Christmas. One expects very little. The other expects everything. First story, first heard, it was in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution newspaper, December 25th in the year 2000. Allison and I had just moved uh, to the Atlanta area to begin pastoring our first church when this story was in the newspaper. Gwinnett County Police Officer Jack Stein, they write, still shakes his head at the worst case of parking lot rage he's ever seen. It all started one busy shopping day when a prime parking space 
opened up next to the disabled slots in front of Rich's at Gwinnett Place Mall. Now, you guys know the spot he's talking about, right? There's the handicapped spots at the store that um, only the people uh, that have the tags, we reserve those spaces for some of you that really need to park closest. And then there's the spot right next to that spot. For those of us that don't have a parking lot tag, that is the prime spot. That's the spot that we dream of, that God would shine down his light from heaven on that spot as we are driving to the parking lot, and it would magically be open as you're going to Walmart to, or, or the mall to grab that thing, and you're, oh, there's not going to be anywhere to park, and woo, there it is. <laughs> the magic spot right there. Now, you, some of you don't know what shopping at the mall was like before Amazon shut down most of the malls. I went to this mall, and it could take three hours to get in and out of the parking lot. I'm not kidding. If you went shopping at Christmas time at one of the major malls, it was an all-day affair to just go pick up one thing for your wife so she wouldn't hate you on Christmas morning. <laughs> My wife wouldn't do that, but... And so there it was. It was that one spot right there. The busiest shopping time of the year. A car full of dudes. You know what they were doing. <laughs> They're like, oh, we got to go help each other find our wife's presents. So a car full of dudes spotted the open stall. They saw the magic parking space, but they drove past it. They went too far. So instead of backing up, one of the men jumped out of the car and stood in the spot while the driver went around again so that they could come and get the best space in the lot. Meanwhile, a woman with a white Jaguar and an attitude <laughs> came up and asked the man to move so she could park. The man said he was holding the space, but the woman wasn't hearing it. She told him if he didn't move, she'd run him over. He didn't, and she did. <laughs> you broke my leg! You broke my leg! The man hollered as he crawled under a nearby tree. Oh, you'll get over it, the woman said as she parked into the space and went into the store to do her Christmas shopping. <laughs> Later, as police officer Stein hauled the white Jaguar onto a tow truck, the woman ordered him to put the car down. <laughs> Instead, the police officer handed her a felony assault charge. He said, police officer said, something strange happens to us when we drive into a mall parking lot, especially around the holidays. Whew. I heard some of you say, that's the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Unfortunately, this isn't an isolated event, but we could dismiss her as one stressed out, impulsive holiday shopper. One entitled woman with the Jaguar. <laughs> She's a Karen. <laughs> All you millennials and Gen Zs know what that means. That's hilarious. <laughs> the rest of you trust me. That was funny. 
if that was an isolated event, we could just say she was a Karen and move on. But it's not. Every year we get past Black Friday, I, I open up my web browser and I, I type in Black Friday violence into the search bar to read the news articles. And find year after year after year after year uh, stories of, of people who would, were trampled when they opened the door to Walmart at 3 a.m. so that they could get a PlayStation for 50 bucks off. Crush people. Stories of uh, people. Th this year, I, I didn't see any trampling stories, but there were plenty of stories about people who got in fights on Black Friday. And uh, fist fights over getting that right deal so that, their, so that their family could celebrate the birth of Christ with the new fancy toy. And if I'm just going to have to beat you up so that my family can celebrate Christ well. It's like, what is wrong with us? See, I'm coming to think it's not that these people want too much. It's that they want too little. The problem is not that they're never going to be satisfied. But the problem is that they are too easily satisfied. During the season of Advent, uh, the scriptures lead us towards the prophets. As they talk about living in a world that is hoping for God to show up. And Isaiah speaks into our lives, Isaiah 55. He says, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread? and your labor on what does not satisfy. Listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. This question that he asks in this verse speaks into my soul in this season of the year. Why spend your labor on what does not satisfy? See, we give power to the stuff that it doesn't have. Why else do we go crazy over holiday shopping? These people who are beating each other up on Black Friday somehow think that if they get the right gift under the tree, that their family is going to be satisfied, that their needs are going to be met, and it's just not going to happen. You ever get depressed on Christmas afternoon after all the presents are opened? You ever seen a kid rip open box after box after box after box and then wonder what's next? Did you ever get the shiny new iPhone? And it feels like everything is right in the world for about 30 seconds. And then you see an ad for something else and oh, if I get that, my life will be complete. Marketers are amazing. Commercial after commercial after commercial after commercial that you're going to see this, this Christmas season. 
is going to put into your head the idea that if you can just buy the right trinket or piece of technology or new Lexus, they're great at that, that then your life is going to be perfect and wonderful just like the people in those commercials. They're not selling you an item. They're not selling you the latest phone or the latest car or the latest game. What they're selling you is an idea, and that idea is a lie. The idea that they're selling is that stuff that you can buy at the mall or at Walmart or from Amazon or at the car dealership is somehow going to complete and fix what's wrong in your life. And we all know that that's a lie if we stop and think about it, so they trick us into not thinking about it and just buying the stuff anyway. So, so often what we have done is we've told our kids to be happy with what they've got. Be satisfied with what you have. But here's the truth. Stuff from the mall or from Amazon or from Walmart can never satisfy And so we don't need to want less. We don't need to be satisfied with what we have. We need to want something more. We need to not be satisfied with stuff. C.S. Lewis put it this way. He writes, Indeed, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the Gospels, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. We're like, uh, C.S. Lewis says, we're like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he can't imagine what is offered by a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are far too easily pleased. We are far too easily satisfied. So if Isaiah tells us not to spend our labor on what does not satisfy, then what does Isaiah long for? What's the more that he asks for? Isaiah 64. Here's the more that Isaiah longs for. Isaiah 64, verse 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and carries water to boil, come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. What does Isaiah long for? says, oh, that you would rend, that you would rip open the heavens and come down. 
Isaiah longs for God to show up. That he would tear open the barriers between our lives and where he is in heaven. And that he would come down into our lives and be present with us now. That's what Isaiah longs for. And we should not be satisfied with anything else. We long for God to show up in our life. Isaiah says, God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Ask for things so big that you have to wait for God to show up. Not not things that you could buy at the mall or at Walmart or at Amazon or at the car lot. Ask for things so big that you have to wait for God to show up. Long for what only God can do. And then wait for God to do it. The first image, the first story was of a woman with parking lot rage. The, the second story is of a completely different kind of woman. It's, it's the story of Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus, who was pregnant, expecting the birth of the Savior of the world. And there was Mary waiting and hoping and longing, knowing that God was about to show up in our world, that what the prophets had longed for that day when God would rip open the heavens and step into our world was about to come. And so we join Mary, waiting and hoping and longing for God to show up in our world. We should be satisfied with nothing else. We join Mary in hopeful expectation for God to come. Our world is pregnant with the hope of God, and we eagerly expect the fulfillment of that hope. Oh, Lord, that you would rend the heavens, that you would rip open the barrier between where you are and where we are, and you would come again into our lives. What do you want for Christmas this year? Ask for more. What's on my Christmas list this year? For our church to shine the light of Christ in areas of darkness in our community. That everyone in our neighborhoods would know the reality of God's love and be transformed by it. That we would be people who are both whole and holy. That's what it is for peace to come. The peace of God is a peace that makes us whole and makes us holy. And I, I long for that. What am I asking for for Christmas this year? I'm asking for stuff like, like a cure for cancer. That no one else would... Would, would face the devastation of this horrible disease. I'm, I'm asking that social media could connect people instead of divide us from one another. That our politicians could work together for the common good. That's not something I can buy at Walmart. It's going to take an act of God. And so we ask him to come. 
I ask that people with power would stop using that power to harm others, but instead to lift them up. What am I asking for for Christmas? Clean water for everyone on the planet. You know what that would cost? They say about $10 billion. It's about what we spent on Black Friday this year. An end to extreme poverty in the world. An end to human slavery, an end to abortion. That there would truly be peace in the world, an end to conflict, an end to a need to send our military around the world because the peace of Christ has come. I can't do that, but I believe through what Scripture says that God has the power to do that and may ask for more. I long for young people to know the truth and the hope of Christ and young old people to remain faithful to God to the very end of their days. In short, I long for God to come into our world and do what only God can do. What do you want for Christmas? Ask for more. In this season of Advent, we feel this longing. We feel the disconnect, the dissonance between how the world is and how it should be. And as we sit in that dissonance, we wait for God. And then, when we see signs that God is coming, we join in in bringing the light of Christ into this world. God, this morning I pray that you would increase our longing. Not that we would long for more stuff. Not that our Christmas list would... Just add more and more and more and more stuff that comes from the mall or from Amazon or Walmart or the car lot. But Lord, I I pray today that what we would really long for for Christmas would be that God would come into the world, that you would show up again. Lord, we celebrate in this season that you are the God who came into our darkness to bring light. And Lord, we pray that you would do it again. And Lord, I pray that you would give us the strength that when we see your light beginning to shine in the darkness, we would step into that place and say, I'll bring the light of Christ there too. And Lord, would that not only change our lives and change our community, but Lord, would it change the whole world? Lord, come, come, oh come, Emmanuel, we pray in the name of the one who did come as we wait for him to come again. Amen.